0: Let's do that one more time good morning everyone because I didn't receive it and I wanted to okay I wanted to I wanted to hear y'all say it's good to be back um can you turn that off for me please um it's good to be back I took a couple weeks uh, to regroup as it were but just to officially say something I'm not going anywhere okay I know individually lots of people are like are you are you still gonna work here <laughs> are you leaving I'm like you're sweet but no I'm not going anywhere and you want to know why because no matter how I feel um And this is going to sound super spiritual, but this is truly how I approach this. If God asks me to do something, I leave when he tells me I'm done. Not when I'm offended. Not when I'm hurt. I don't have to like the job I'm doing. I don't get to leave. You see what I'm trying to say? And that doesn't sound romantic or whatever, but I look at it that way. For all he's done for me and in the tradition of my ancestors, I would say forget about it, right? Forget about it. I'm staying here. So let's do this, man. All right. So last week, I'm kind of excited about this message. Uh, It came on a Friday, which is cool. We're going to pick up where we left off last week. Which means we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, well, you'll see, I guess. So last week I talked about me getting to the point where I knew I needed a break, where I'd gotten burnout, where um, I realized that when someone asked me, how are you caring for yourself? How do you take care of you? Those words didn't make sense to me, Marty, because it's not something I do. I take care of you. I take care of my children. I've never thought about how well I take care of myself. Can anybody relate to that? Okay, well, maybe that's not, maybe it doesn't need to be that way. Maybe taking care of me is not only something I should do, but maybe it's something that I should do in the light of the fact that I serve God and, and, and he gave me this stuff. And it's not about con- condemning. It's about maybe I deserve someone to care for me, right? Maybe I deserve my own attention in that way. And again, that's something you don't really celebrate that in our society, but too bloody bad at that point. This is what the direction I'm heading to. And then I talked about this Kirk the day before I was standing here. I had these ideas of what we're gonna talk about and stuff but I literally was playing um, only you. I said, Lord, what do you want to say tomorrow to the people and I heard as clear as day not audibly a voice in my head that I, I believe is God said this, you have nothing to prove. Each and every person is hearing my voice right now online or here you have nothing to prove. So let me rewind. I asked God, what would you like Greg to know, Donna to know, Walt to know, I'll do it all day. And he said this, you have nothing to prove. And that kind of blew my mind, man. We moved on to say this. If we've had the thoughts in the past that we're not good enough, I propose this wisdom. If you ever say I'm not good enough, let's say for me, I'm not, I'm not a good enough dad. Well. I've blown past the truth and I've started to look at what I do to convince myself of that fact. Does that make sense at all? Okay. Okay. So, so, uh, you need to be at exit 28 and, 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 and you blow past it onto something you're not supposed to be at. What I mean is this, if I think I'm not a good dad, I'm not good enough. It's because I am looking at what I do. Right. And I said this and Greg, this was new information. So I believe it's God. You're blowing past the truth that God wants you to see. It's this. It's not what you do, it's who you are. In other words, you want to know why I'm good enough to be Alex and Izzy's dad? Because I am. Because he gave them to me. You get it? Everything I need is inside of me. Now it might require some behavior modification. There's a book in the back that helped me. It's hanging right there and it's for free. Absolutely. But everything I have, I'm good enough for everything he's given me because he gave it to me. You dig? I'm not a good enough husband. Well, no, I am. I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be. But unlock all the potential and work with him and be conformed. But forget this not good enough crap. You're looking at why in in your behavior. God never said to do that. God never said for you to grade your paper or anybody else's paper. And I've spent the last six years here saying keep your eyes on your own paper. But now I'm going to say this. Stop giving yourself a grade. Don't do that. You worry about this. Not because of who I am. You think we sung that on accident? But because of what you've done. Right, Not because of what I've done, but because of who you are, Jesus. And Jesus brought him and her together and said, y'all want to make a covenant commitment? Okay, cool. I was all over that, by the way. Now you have everything that she needs, and she has everything you need. Unlock it. Spend the rest of your lives doing so, but don't you ever say you're not good enough. My goodness, anybody? It's heavy. I get it, but it's awesome. Because when you're free to... Okay, if you're free from that lie from the pit of hell, by the way, God is never a condemner, as you know, or an accuser. When you're free from that, then you're free to do the work in joy and in love. Do you understand that? If you feel accepted, then you're free, the soil is rich, to grow. If I can look at my wife and go, all right, man, me and you, dude, that's, that's it. And I am who you need and you're who I need. But there's some areas I could be better. But now I'm free to do that as opposed to, oh, Right? be set free y'all. This is the recap. This is not the message. today. (laughs) Now, why do we have value? And then I said this, and this is where we kind of switch over. And this is important. For so many years, we've been talking about you are wonderfully and fearfully made. Jeremy and Chelsea weren't here. So I said this. Uh, I knew it. I don't have my pocket knife. but Let's say I had my pocket knife wonderfully and fearfully made is when you take a pencil. And you're, you're creating it, but with all the attention of a master craftsman, Cody. That's what wonderfully and fearfully made means. It means when he formed and fashioned Cody, he, you had all his attention. He's the master craftsman. So we say that in church, and it is the word of God and it is true. Then why do you still feel worth less? Why do you still feel not good enough? Then we can say things like this. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, before the foundation of the earth, all these truths are true, and yet there are people in this room who are on the brink of depression because they don't think they're good enough and they're worth enough. Do you understand? Right? I can say me too. And I can say that since my vacation, I no longer care what anybody thinks about my journey toward health, about the fact that I do talk to a therapist now. I don't care what you think of that. The question is this, though. Why does wonderfully and fearfully made and i am just who i'm supposed to be why does it sometimes bounce off me can anybody else relate to that okay good a strong hand well i have an answer <laughs> i kind of feel like god gave me an answer and here's what it was i'm so aware lately that we are a triune being and i know you guys hear it but i've never heard it anywhere else but if you want to understand the trinity just look in the mirror You are mind body and spirit father son spirit which one's god all of them which one's you your body, your mind, your spirit, all that, right? Don't ever lose that because it actually explains some other things too. So your spirit can receive, I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. This is my hypothesis, and I can be wrong. Let me be wrong. I have the room to be wrong. Your spirit can receive, I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. Before the foundations of the earth, you know you knew me and I'm loved and I'm accepted. But your mind might still have the habit of hanging on to unworth. Do you understand that? So 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 that's what I'm understanding about balance and harmony. And why it's so important that we serve a triune God that is one. Because none of them will ever be out of whack or hurt or wounded. But sometimes we are. I know that when I die and depart from these four dimensions, and all ten dimensions open up, I know that Yeshua of Nazareth will be there to greet me. And there will not be an ounce of fear in me at all. And I could be the biggest cherub in the whole world. Go, why do you deserve to be here? And I would say, sounded like Optimus Prime. I would say, I would say this because of Jesus, man, move. Get the hell out the way. I'm going to go see him. My spirit has that. But sometimes my mind doesn't. I'm that accepted by God that I could command an angel to get the hell out the way. I want to go jump in Jesus' arms. But then I still feel kind of like a piece of crap some days. What? one part of me has not received the truth. Do you understand? And for years in the church, I'm, I, I criticize the church way too much and I don't mean it. I think we're awakening to the fact that doing some work on your mind is not evil. It's not hocus pocus and a lot of people need it. Do you get it? You, and, and, and listen, I'm gonna say something and I don't want you to take this the wrong way because I am the same guy who says over my kids, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And if they get a fever, I go at it spiritually first. Understand that but I also give them Tylenol. You give me? Prayer pills and people. So today, we're going to look at this little thing here, this conditioning where a lot of us, our spirits can know the truth, but we can have a habit or a pattern where we will not feel value. So here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Last week, Jesus says, uh, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow, they don't reap, they don't do anything worth whatever, but your father feeds them, You are more valuable than them. I just took the question mark off of it. So number one, let me just say this really quickly. It's from last week. You're valuable because of of who gave you value. It's that simple. And And I'll say that, but again, it might not penetrate. and That's okay. You're valuable because the one who lit the sun and thought up the UV spectrum and gave you a retina to enjoy it says you are. Why is Donna valuable? Because God said so. And the one who walks... And all creation leans toward him. The trees bend toward him. I'm sure light bends around him. Him says, Amy, you're valuable because I gave you value. Anybody want to argue? And all creation goes silent. Do you get it? Okay, cool. Now, let me approach it the other way. Because again, sometimes that doesn't get in. So, (laughs) I really appreciate where I end up in this point. I really do. It's such an AJ rich thing. It's slightly offensive too. I'm just going to warn you. Um, so here we go you ready some god-led wisdom you are a collection of experiences thoughts things that happened to you things you did on and on and on and on and on now if we can very carefully do that picture brian let's do this thing i want to show you you okay and it's going to be tricky okay there it is there it is this is you you see some specks of sibling. See a little color over here of parental acceptance. Down on the bottom right, we've got a darker thing. Maybe that's some self doubt. But then you've got this light patch over here. And I don't want you to think of colors as good or bad. They're just different, okay? Maybe the light patch is this. Let me go off on some things. I'm gonna really rein you in here. There's some joy that came from mom's smiles. Down there is that color. That color down there is sadness from dad not being around. You got sibling love, the gymnastics that you did. Right? There's contentedness at the top. One of those colors is contentedness, but that's very closely married to laziness. There's strong leadership at the top left that can also be egotism or being a know it all Oh, look, at the bottom right, you can see that color. That's the color of an empathetic person, which sometimes leads to being overly sensitive. Each personality trait has a useful and unuseful thing. You understand that? Uh, there's being prone to fear. But being prone to fear also helps you take care of other people and see what's coming next. Ooh, over there on the left, way far on the left, there's some abuse and that stinks because it makes you hypervigilant where you start to see things coming because that's what you had to do during the abuse. You got to know not to peeve that person off so you don't get, but it comes into, you see three steps ahead. That's after trauma. And that's that color on the left over there. And at the top you achieved, you got good grades at the bottom. You buried somebody you love all these different colors. There's good work ethic. Cool. But. Then the problem is sometimes you work at the expense of relationships and there's sensitivity to beauty and art, but that also opens up to sadness. There's contentedness. And like I said, that leads to not being driven. Everybody look right at me. That's you, not the specific one. That's a person, but it's not necessarily specific, but that's you. You are a collection of everything that has happened to you. The things that have been passed, your proclivities in your DNA even, okay? That's, that's what you are. You are this 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 mess, this conglomeration, this mosaic, if you will, of all those different things. And speaking of value, this is my official stance for today. You, listen to me. You are a mixture. Here's the slightly offensive part. You are a mixture of crap, beauty, sin, and glory. You are. You're a walking bag of crap, beauty, sin, and glory. And here's the amazing part of it all. No, listen, because some of us want to focus on the first word, and we forget the second word. Or we focus on a third word, and ch- church helps. And we forget that glory's imbued upon us, too, inside of us. Like, 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 like when you poke holes in a black thing, and, and the light comes shining through. Like a starry night. But some of us get stuck at the crap part, and we forget that there's beauty in there as well. Now, here's my point when we're talking about value. Everyone in this room that can hear me, you're, you're the same thing. You're just a different mixture of that same thing, right? You got a little crap, some beauty, some sin and glory. You want to know why, in my opinion and humanistically, why you have value? Because you are the only person who has your specific blend. (laughs) Did you get it? Come on, did you get it? If I could, I should have prepared this better. If we could take you and just splat you onto something and see the real you, you'd be the only person that ever walked the earth with that mixture of crap, beauty, sin, and glory. Of victories, triumphs, hurts, tears, pain. And doggone it, doesn't that give you value? Because commodities markets say it does. The more rare and exclusive something is, the more value it, valuable it is. And so some of us are stuck here staring at the fact that we've got some crap inside of us. And you're missing the beauty of it all. That your mixture is just different than the other person. She may not struggle with the same thing you struggle with. Her struggle's over here. He may struggle with the same thing you struggle with, but in a slightly different way. His color sort of changes, right? Number one, why on earth would we ever compare each other if you're just a different mixture of that same stuff? Do you get it? But doggone it, don't you see creator God who sees through everything, looks at you and says, what a beautiful array of colors and it's amazing. And don't act like he doesn't see the crap or the sin. Of course he does. He does. But he covers us with the blood of Jesus Christ so that the glory shines through. Do you get that? But don't, listen, man. I was set free, bro. I've realized this through seeing someone professionally. I've realized, I didn't realize that I'm an angry person. I'm not volatile. That's what threw me off. I have self-control and wisdom. But I never understood that I've got a river, like a lava river, flowing underneath my life. I never understood that because the walls weren't burning. I didn't I didn't punch the guy at the park the other day, so I thought my anger's good. But here's what I realized. It doesn't mean it's not there. But you know what I also realized? That's okay. Listen, I'm AJ and I'm angry. That's not sin. It's something that's part of my mosaic. Now I'm free and accepted to choose to work through it. Come on, anybody? Is that good or what? I'm angry. I'm fearful. Whatever it may be, guys. That's part of the crap. That's part of the sin, but it's also part of the beauty. It really is, you guys. It's part of the glory. Now, one last thing I got to touch on is this. That is the top corner of a different picture, Brian. Double click and hit left. That's the top corner of that picture. Because the beauty is, that's, that's Yeshua. The beauty is this. God is so good at using crap, beauty, sin, and glory, that he will use your specific mixture of colors... To reveal his son, Jesus Christ, to the world. What? God, you can't possibly use that much brown and purple, which to me is the color of like darkness or abuse. Somehow, boom, still. Still going to reveal Jesus Christ to the world through you. How good is that? And now imagine, knowing this now, if you choose not to accept your specific blend of crap, beauty, sin, and glory. God has and he's using it as you speak. And yet you're going to sit there and indict yourself and say not good enough? You're exactly who you need to be for this picture. Do you understand? By all means, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. By all means, work with him to be conformed to the the likeness of Jesus Christ. But doggone it, do it in the guise of the fact that you're accepted and loved. Do it joyfully. Do you see now how these guys in the the New Testament had joy? Because they got the honor and, and the privilege of looking him in his face and seeing the acceptance he had for them and living out of that do you understand what I'm saying? And yet here we are, and again, sometimes church has been the main person who does this to us, who looks at your specific blend and says, Oh, that blend of crap, beauty, sin, and glory, I don't like that. It doesn't matter what you like, dude. I don't care what robes you're wearing or if you're holding a microphone. I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. I'm, I'm exactly who she needs me to be as her mom, as the wife, whatever, and I'm in process, man. This is my blend of it and God's using it, Right? Thank you. Yes, absolutely, man. Uh, i got to touch another thought here. I don't really have a ton, so I think we're going to do this thing and go. Someone this week wrote me something, and it was so perfect. I asked this person if I could use it, and uh, I want to go down this rabbit trail. This person said they were thinking about last week's message, and they said this. I've always measured my own self-worth by how hard I work and what I can accomplish. If I'm so sore, I can't walk at the end of the day because I work so hard. Somehow that made me valuable. Can anybody relate to that? I can relate to that. I can relate to sitting there. What did I say last week? Feeling like I wasted a day if I didn't get something done. Now granted, I played with my kids at a wonderful day. I enjoyed that blue sky, but I didn't chop that maple tree in the woods that I was thinking about doing. And so therefore I wasted the day. <sighs> Here's the problem, too. Listen, then we start to allow that thought to affect our value, and we're right back at the beginning of this message again. Wasted day. So let's put. Let me talk about this. If you feel that way, there's a part of what you do and how you operate. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I get that. This is something I've learned lately. If we feel like I work hard, therefore, you know, somehow I made that that made me valuable. If you feel that way, it's there as a part of what you do and how you operate because you ready? Don't look down. Look at me. If you feel that way, I want to tell you one thing first. It's there for a reason. If you feel like I work hard and I feel good about myself and it gives me value, it's there because it has served you well in the past. Do you understand? It, it got you through some stuff or it got you to accomplish something. Here's what we do as humans. We, we jump right over acceptance and then we never get to process. So if that's you and you feel that way, own it. I, listen, I don't know what it is, man. I, all my life, that's how I felt. You know, I've measured myself by worth by how hard I work. And that has probably served you well up until now. But if you grow suspicious that it no longer is serving you well, then you can do the work, do you understand? But step one is to accept that part of you. Like I said, I'm angry. It probably served me well. It probably did at some point. But you come to a place and you arrive at a place where you're like, that no longer is working for me. All right, let me give you another example. I know bloody well that I put up walls, especially toward women in my life. I had a difficult beginning with birth mother who chose not to raise me. Apparently, she didn't get the memo that she was enough, you know, to to be myself and my brother's mother. But either way, she chose not to do that. And somehow, some way, I tend to put up walls when it comes to actual intimacy with other people. And you know what? I really hated myself for a lot of years about that. Why can't you just let the person in? Why can't you let the person in? And then someone said to me, well, that makes perfect sense. It got you here, man. It's how you survived. Yeah. It served you well. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? It's not serving me well anymore. Okay. Do you see that? And isn't that much more the way Jesus would do things? follow me leave that life that you're living it's not working for you anymore you've had how many husbands it's not working for you anymore okay make different choices i'll give you the power to do so doesn't anybody feel light right now we're talking about heavy deep stuff that doesn't normally feel light but you know what we're doing we're doing it in the way that jesus has taught us which is without condemnation which is with acceptance so if you feel your value is in what you do okay it got you probably somewhere And maybe that's how you built that house or you got the job or whatever. Okay. But if you want to examine that in the light of what God is talking to us about, then you know what? You can. Maybe looking for value, placing value on something you can tangibly do. Maybe that worked for you because maybe you, it gave you value in a time when you weren't being shown value. Maybe at a time in your life, maybe you should have been shown value. You understand that? And nobody's indicting anybody, but maybe you got to working hard to feel good about yourself because the right, the things that, the healthy things you needed to make you feel good about yourself weren't there. Do you get it? Some folks, the parents were real busy. And so I started to do things that I could measure to say, good job, AJ, because I didn't hear good job, AJ. That's metaphorical. I'm not saying that in my life, but I'm saying, doesn't that make sense? Okay. So again, it got you here, except that part of yourself, that's your specific mixture of crap, beauty, sin, and glory. But is it working for you now? And does it line up with the truth of Jesus Christ in your mind that you are wonderfully accepted and God even delights in you, rejoices? So you may decide that this line of thinking isn't moving you toward health. So I'm gonna do this one thing and then we're done. And I alluded to it already. But I promise you, if you can practice this this week, it's really, really helped. There is tremendous power in acknowledging something. Tremendous power. Because remember I told you before I realized that it's not that I have anger issues, because anger issues happen when I can't control the issues. But maybe, maybe anger inside of me is not working for my health. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not like it's a court-ordered thing. Get it? Once I acknowledge that I have anger, can I tell you what immediately happened? I stopped being so angry. Do you know that? No, I don't know, man. I can't explain it to you. I'm still in my own little process. Once I acknowledged, wow, you're right. <laughs> I'm a pretty intensely angry guy. I control it and it's okay, but I'm hmm, wound up pretty tight. Do you know in the, in the coming days, I unwound a little bit because I just accepted that part of me. Get it? So if you work for your own value, if you feel better about yourself because you work, here's, here's my prescription for you because working with your mind is different than working with your spirit. I promise you that. Accept it, acknowledge it. When you wake up tomorrow and the first thing this personality type does is look at the list in their head that they're going to do, right? Okay, so ready? Go do the chore if you want to do it. If it needs to be done or if, it, if you like doing it. I went out again and cut another maple yesterday because I love working the chainsaw. You know the difference? I didn't have to do it inside myself. I got to do it, but by acknowledging the thought pattern that it's going to give me value I'm going to feel better, I said, whoa. Is it? And all of a sudden, I didn't have to cut the tree, Marty. I got to cut the tree. See the difference? And my lower back got a little sore and I said, I'm done for today. I'm done for today. And I'm no less valuable because it's not quite done yet. I'm going to go do something else and enjoy my time to play here in the sand. Because it doesn't matter. Do you see? You'll still get the same amount of work done, but the whole heart posture is going to be different. Show me scripture today. Because dear God, are we going to get through a whole message without the Bible? Gosh, what am I Oh, I was just about to pick on another pastor. I won't do that. <laughs> I'm not Dr. Phil. How's that? And I like him. But since the weapons of our warfare, the things we're fighting with are not fleshly but powerful through God for the demol- demol- demolition of strongholds. Time out. Let me explain what a stronghold is before we leave. <clears throat> a stronghold is this. So let's say this entire area, picture it, it's a big square, is a battlefield. Over there is the forces of light. I am the forces of darkness. A stronghold would be where if I'm able to take a certain amount of ground, put an encampment in something there, okay, and fortify and hold this ground. It is a stronghold. So now what was neutral territory or territory that did not belong to me is now occupied by me with force. You get it? And D-Day, when we stormed the beaches of Normandy so many years ago, that's what they had to do. Inch by inch, they had to gain the ground and then set up fortifications so they didn't lose it. You get it? And so when we took that beach, when we took those bunkers, that became something, step one, sweep through. Step two, fortify it, make it a stronghold. Do you understand? The beach, when we got there, was a stronghold for them. Does that make sense? So what's a stronghold in your life? Anything that has ground in you. Like these thoughts that war against what Jesus is telling you about acceptance. Another thing we won't do is, listen, maybe we... we, I got to be careful what I'm saying here. Balance. For a long time, I was the guy who was casting demons out of (laughs) doorknobs. It's a joke. It's a funny thing to say. Relax. Relax. But maybe a stronghold isn't something we necessarily, (laughs) thank you, Don. (laughs) Maybe a stronghold is this, I have a proclivity in my life of thinking this way. Proclivity is a big word. I have a tendency in my life to think this way, think this way, think this way. Do you understand? That thought pattern doesn't need to be Satan himself. That thought pattern has this ground. I am more valuable when I'm able to achieve. If I go to bed sore, I feel good about myself. That's a thought pattern that has ground in your life, stronghold. So we demolish arguments like that and high minded, which, you know, good reason, thing that's raised up against the knowledge of God, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Now listen to me. What does it mean when you take it captive? You seize it. Lyle, does it say you kill it? It doesn't. Let's not add words. Greg, does it say you, you chant things over it until you're convinced? It just says this. What did I say before? Acknowledge. I wake up and I start to think of that mental list. Grab it. Grab the thought for a second. Right? What am I going to do today? You Open your eyes. I'm going to get on the tractor. I'm going to vacuum. I'm going to mow. Stop. And just look at it. And I'll tell you what. He just told us that that's step number one And actually demolishing it and gaining that ground. Does that make sense? Listen, I know that this is out there sort of talk. If you have something, even not what I talked about today. If you have something, insecurity, whatever it may be. Take those thoughts captive. Hold on to them. That's all. That's all right now. I promise you that's step one. Because you'll start to notice thought patterns you have that are holding you captive. Does that make sense? I want to sing a song, but I'm not necessarily sure what I want to sing. You know, actually, I want to tell you one more thing. Working for value. Because um, there's actually a couple people, I think, in this room right now. Not that I know, but um, some of us can relate to the positive of this, that I do this, I have value. But for me, you know what, how I feel it? I feel it like this. If I don't do it or don't do it well, I don't have value. So I don't sit up motivated to like, I better mow the lawn. No, I can, t- I can tend to be lazy, but I'll tell you what, if I don't do something well, I own that hard and it's just the other side of the coin. Good. I can see where God wanted me to talk about this before we left. I realized too, I have a recurring dream. This sounds weird. and I don't put a lot of stock in dreams. I don't know. I just don't know that area of things. Do you know what my recurring dream is? And you can feel sorry for me if you'd like. My recurring dream is that we're not ready for service. I'm not ready for service. And it's never in this room. And you all are there. You were and, and there. And you were there. And you were there, too. <laughs> it's a Wizard of Oz. It was. And I'm scrambling to get the music. And th- they're, no, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was going to say, they're coming down on me. No, but I'm not quite ready. And, the, and it's late because Bruce and I prayed too long. <laughs> that never happens. And, I, and I'm scrambling, scrambling, scrambling. But I, you know what I realized? I have that dream like once a week it's horrible and i wake up and i'm like (sighs) and it pointed to a thought maybe a stronghold and if i don't do a good job here or if i don't if i'm not here too then i'm worth less and it affects my value and i ride home motorcycle or truck and i feel like crap about myself and so here's the thing ready i can't change what i dream about but i can grab it why are you thinking that way i see you thinking that way That's it, okay? That's it. I see that thought. I see you now. The last thing I'll say, seriously, these thoughts only grow in the dark. I promise you they only grow in the dark. And that's why acknowledging my anger made me less angry because it was sitting under the couch all those years. And once it squirted out, I was able to stomp on it and go, oh, I see you now.